0: Hello internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noel. And in this week's episode of Screen Verdict, we're going to be reviewing Season 8 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Now we're a fan of the show, we've done podcasts on it before. This is our third podcast on It's Always Sunny in
1: Philadelphia.
0: Oh. Are we getting any kind of royalties for this? No. Because the It's Always Sunny ratings have been through the roof this season.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, barely <laughs> cracking a million viewers for its finale. <laughs> So what we thought we'd do is go through the episodes and mm. just give a sort of mini review on each. Yeah. There's only 10 episodes this season, mm. a bit of a short one. Yeah. If you
1: want to hear our broader thoughts on the series, you can track down our It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia season seven preview podcast, or if you want to hear our season seven review, then our
0: season seven <laughs> review podcast. <laughs> if you thought that was the latest <laughs> season, you're like, oh man, I just finished season seven. You're yeah. like, what? This is season eight. <laughs> yeah. We've got you covered. Hmm. All right, so the first episode is called Pop-Pop, The Final Solution. Okay,
1: in this one, a lawyer comes, says to Dean and Dennis, you've got to decide whether to pull the plug on your granddad. And uh, we learnt from a previous season that he's a Nazi, <laughs> a Nazi uh, sort of war criminal. So Dean and Dennis struggle with that, while um, I guess it's uh,
0: Charlie and Frank go looking for his Nazi war treasure. <laughs> Now, at first, I thought this Nazi thing, it could just be a way for... It's always funny to be trying to push the boundaries even further. Because that's what they do. Uh, They're just throwing Nazis out there just to try and offend people. But I thought this ended up being a pretty funny episode. It was pretty clever. The hunt for the painting, the painting of an Alsatian, uh, ended up being a really clever storyline that was more so funny than just pushing yeah. the boundary.
1: And when they get to the theory that it's because Hitler loved dogs that he was <laughs> crazy or something, <laughs>
0: like, he had a dog that He lost his and dog. It, like, yeah. that's definitely why Hitler became Hitler. We've cracked it. <laughs> We've. They're going to make a movie about us. Yeah. That was
1: really good. What do you think about the choosing to pull the plug or not aspect? Oh, it's a tough one. The tough issue, the, that whole concept, or
0: it's how they executed it was sort of in real life, I think it would be quite tough, yeah. even if the person was a Nazi. Less so, if they were a Nazi. Yeah. But I thought, in the show, how they flip-flopped between, let's take this really seriously, yeah. we need to go out and find what it's like to kill a It's like, yeah, but he was a Nazi. Like, just how they'd flip-flopped between caring and being indifferent was yeah, quite funny. Yeah, I want to see It's
1: Always Sunny in Philadelphia tackle issues like this, because I feel like that's when it's at its strongest, when they're, like, (laughs) doing some really hot button issue in a way they only can. Um, I thought this wasn't one of the classic ones, though. Like, I always remember when I think of, like, what's the best way to deal with controversial issues, you think of the abortion episode from season one. So they go to abortion rallies, and they choose what side of the the, uh, argument they want based on, which is the more attractive females. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was good. I thought their interactions with the lawyer were always fun.
0: Yeah, I like the lawyer. He's a good character. Yeah, he's funny. Always glad to see him back. Mm. So i got a reasonably strong start to the season. Well, speaking of bringbacks, the gang brings back a whole bunch of stuff for episode two in The Gang Recycles Their Trash. Yes. I'm waiting to see how long Matt will take to use the word meta in describing this episode. He probably won't do it now that I've said that. It was very... <laughs> <laughs> two seconds, two seconds of talking. Well, I, you, you <laughs> set me up with it. <laughs> so basically they just mix and mash a bunch of old storylines, and the whole time Dee's like, doesn't this seem familiar? Haven't we done this before? And I actually thought this was a, a clever way to sort of satirise shows that redo things or do clip shows... I thought it was good to see some things again, but also good to see some new jokes at the same time within the episode.
1: I loved in this episode their, um, how Frank wanted them to, like, collect the trash for the city. And, like, I love the spin, like, Dennis takes it on, where they, instead of getting a truck, they get a limo, and they <laughs> get, like, tuxedos, and they do, like, classy, formal garbage men. I thought was just such a funny well executed idea and they were just raking in the money with that plan. It was just so funny to see them singing songs and And then when Dennis realized he's like, Man, I feel like just like a garbage man. That's the last thing
0: I wanted to feel like doing this. <laughs> it was just I thought that was hilarious. It might be hard to explain on the podcast, but my favorite thing from that episode was Dennis and Mac talking to Charlie about the plan. And Charlie's just nodding and saying yes. But what he's saying doesn't apply to what they're saying. They, are you listening to us? Do you understand what is going here? Like, oh yeah, I, that's what he should do. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was just a great Charlie moment. Yeah, that was very really good. So I guess things are starting pretty strong. We're liking these episodes so far. Yeah, I'm enjoying In episode three, we've got the Maureen Ponderosa wedding massacre. Hmm. Definitely pushing things out there. This is a bit of a wacky episode. Mm. where Marine Ponderosa, who Dennis was briefly married to, yeah. I think in season six, hmm. is getting married to a McBoyle. Yes. So basically we have the weirdest collection of people you could ever imagine at a wedding, yeah. and things go terribly, terribly wrong. Yes. The McBoyles are like an inbred family,
1: aren't they? Yeah, yeah,
0: the creepy eczema and the eyebrows and the inbreeding, it's...
1: It reminded me of a community episode, where mm-hmm. they have a zombie attack that doesn't end up, obviously, really being a zombie attack, but you sort of think it is for half of it or whatever. Like, I don't know. I thought, but I thought which, which yeah. one was
0: better, this or the community episode? I thought
1: the explanation for why people were like zombies in this was much better and funnier, and they tell the story from, uh, they tell the story like it's sort of they're in the police. So getting questioned and you see everyone's different perspective on the day oh yeah. that was pretty cool
0: and despite all the people getting eaten and injured Dee is the real victim in a way as yeah. usual no one cares yeah. about sweet Dee yeah I always find it funny when Dee ends yeah. up getting the short stick on yeah. the show mm. so then in episode 4 uh, Charlie and Dee find love mm. Dee doesn't have a particularly great relationship history Charlie pretty much just stalks the waitress. That's his relationship history. And in this one,
1: the waitress says, stop stalking me and doing all these things that you think are nice to me but are really just creepy. (laughs) If you really want to make me happy, get out of my life. And Charlie's like, okay.
0: You think that Charlie may finally stop stalking her, but not really until Charlie and Dee bump into a nice brother and sister. Hmm. And they strike up a good relationship. And you think, Maybe. maybe Charlie's found a nice girl. She's a really nice girl. But Dennis just doesn't believe it. He thinks these rich brother and sister, they're definitely just setting Charlie and Dee up for a fall. Yeah. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to protect them. I'm, I'm going to break this whole scam. Yeah. And Dennis's explanation for why he's trying to have sex with the girl yeah. that Charlie likes for Charlie's own good yeah. is really, really funny. Yes. The
1: end of this episode, there's a big twist involving Charlie. Yeah. And... I did not like that. I liked that he knew what was going on, like, that, that he was clever, but I just thought it
0: was too mean for Charlie. Yeah, I think part of the reason why Charlie is possibly my favourite character is because of that sort of childlike innocence. Yeah. And in this episode, he turned out to be a bit of a psychopath. Yeah.
1: Which it I'm just not was...
0: sure I really like. I think it's funny when Dennis does it, yes. but I'm not really sure if
1: I wanted that. Yeah, uh, for the character of Charlie. This was the first point in the season where I was like, Ugh, I, I really think that was not in with the character, and uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. It sort of yeah, took the wind out of my sails a bit. She was such a lovely girl. She was cute. <laughs> she was, she was so smart. Cute. She was nice. Charlie could be with that girl. <laughs> She's so much better than the waitress. Which I guess is what makes it funny that he turns the waitress over this, like, amazingly rich, sweet, nice, hot girl
0: that likes him. So then episode five, the gang gets analysed. We have everyone go to therapy. Hmm. The reason why they've gone to therapy is because there's been a party, there's been an argument over who should do the dishes. Hmm. And I think the therapist will be able to decide the argument for them. Mm. Um, it's Dee's therapist. So they come in in one of these scenes. <laughs> <sessions. laughs> now, all of these characters are pretty messed up. They're pretty crazy, pretty wacky. out there. If their quirks are going to come out anywhere, it's going to be in therapy. So I mm. thought this was a really good idea for an episode. Mm. Yes. We have Dee revealing herself to be a complete narcissist, completely delusional as to her acting ability mm. and how popular she is, how likely she is to be successful. Mm. We have Frank revealing that he went to a special school, which I thought might be at the expense of people with disabilities. But at first he's like, oh, you're not going to crack me. You're not going to get me to talk. And then just everything just comes out. Yeah. And when he's telling the story about the girl who thought the bag was a space helmet, I thought that was really sad, but really funny at the same time. Mm. What's Mac like? Well, Mac's skinny this season. He oh, was yeah. fat for season seven. Put on Rob McElhinney, the actor, put on a lot of weight. He's lost it. So he's talking about his uh, weight, his size pills that uh, yeah. Dennis has been giving him. Charlie tries to explain why he's doing weird things all the time and doesn't quite seem to understand the advice that the therapist gives him. Yeah. And
1: Dennis sort of... Pretends like he's the peer of the... He did, like, a course at, like, college on psychiatry. And I think that was really my highlight of the episode, when
0: he's talking to her like she's a peer. I thought before this episode that it was quite clear that Dennis was a sociopath. The fact that he has this file recorded on every member of the gang that he's been keeping on them since he was just a child, like, things about D... Uh, drawings and things, report cards from the age of, like, four years old, mm. shows there's to surely just be a complete sociopath. Mm. And the fact that he did a bit of psychology and he thinks it's on, he's on the therapist level and they're going to diagnose them together was, was very funny indeed.
1: So I thought this is pretty, like, a great idea and something to execute well, but I didn't love this episode as much as, like, if you described describe
0: what the episode was. Ooh, I'd say, I'd say this is possibly the best episode of the season. I really like this episode. Okay, interesting. Next episode? Episode six. Again, the game recycles their trash. Charlie's mom has cancer. Yeah. In an earlier season, Charlie pretended that he had cancer mm. in order to get sympathy from the waitress. Yeah. Uh, now Charlie's mom has cancer. Mm. I felt like this episode was just pushing boundaries for the sake of pushing boundaries. I didn't find this episode as funny. It didn't seem very organic, did it? It seemed
1: just a bit... Yeah. Dennis gave an interesting speech. I
0: thought that was pretty funny. I liked how he, yeah. he was trying to hype himself up, but he's like, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. On oh, the thing with... Uh, was it P. Diddy, who was the herbal doctor? Yeah. I doctor, thought that was just a bit strange. See, I thought this was perhaps the weakest episode of the season.
1: Yeah, I didn't really love this. There are a few things that I found funny, but it wasn't a great episode. Then we had Frank's back in business. The business Frank's working for might be merging or something like that or getting taken over. So they decide, let's call him the Warthog, Frank <laughs> back. He'll know what to do. <laughs> so they call him back, he brings Charlie in to help him with the business. They're like Charlie can't even read. Why are you getting him novels? He's like, oh, he'll, he'll he'll pick it up. And like, I love the way Dennis said, he'll pick up how to read. And like, <laughs> I just pick that up for a day of work. <laughs> so anyway, so other I, I, this is pretty funny stuff. Where like, I loved it when Frank meets up with the businessman in a sushi bar where they eat the
0: sushi off a nude woman. <laughs> <You> know, there's <laughs> a nude woman lying on the table that they eat their sushi off. I think uh, my friend Borna said this, whenever you see Charlie in a shirt and tie, you know it's going to be a good episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, on
1: the other hand, you've got Dennis D and Mac pretending to be a businessman. They found his wallet, and they're pretending to be his businessman. (laughs) So, um, because Dennis... uh, like, It's first just to get his box box seats at a baseball game, but then the guy comes in, and he hasn't met the guy ever before, so he's like, "Oh, are you Mr. Miller or whatever?" He's like, "Yes." Yeah, so and this is my sister, Max. Stupidly says he's a bodyguard, <laughs> <laughs> so he can't. So he's
0: relegated himself to like low level, like employee. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> like, "Promote me! Promote me to co-manager." So <laughs> like, what kind of it is going to promote that bodyguard to manager? <laughs> yeah. So you've got this. <laughs>
1: This, this results in some hilarious scenes. Ones where the guy goes, We know what you like, we've got him in the room. <laughs> so Dennis goes in and there's this little Asian boy <laughs> And that's like you can't like Mass sleep. wants no part of yeah, this like, I am not like sleeping with a little Asian boy and uh like there's like that's because you don't have it in you, man. How far are you taking this? As far as I can, man.
0: Dennis is so dedicated to becoming this person. That's how Dennis gets off, like, taking on the role of this. He is prepared to sleep with this little Asian boy.
1: And Dee's always asking, what are we getting out of this? And he's going, we're going to get off. (laughs) I just love his speeches to Dee about getting off. And then uh, Matt gets kicked out of the group, Charlie gets kicked out from Frank, and then they team up, which is a bit common for It's Always Sunny. The people who are, like, rejected then team up themselves, and they come up with their own business idea. (laughs) So they break into, like, the big business meeting at the end to just float their new product they want all the investors to pick up on uh, and also call out Dennis for living a lie or whatever. And Dennis's speech to D, I I think, it was the funniest thing of the season <laughs> about how he had gotten off, like, <laughs> during that meeting. <laughs> and just he, him talking to his sister about, like, getting off and wanting to get off with her. <laughs> I just... I, I thought was so funny.
0: What were your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I really liked Dennis in this episode, and I really liked the ending as well yeah. with the... Uh... With another terrible ad pitch to the yeah. investors. <laughs> Mac and Charlie, a good
1: combo for an ad pitch. Not not in Don Draper's league, though, probably.
0: <laughs> then we've got Charlie Rules the World. Well, this is an episode sort of making fun of video games where you have an avatar, and it's that massive multiplayer online role-playing game, and Dee is really into it. And then Charlie starts to help her. And it turns out Charlie's actually really good at the game. Mm. And he ends up building sort of a bit of an empire. And then each of the members of the gang get their own character and play as well. Mm. And that's quite funny because it reveals a lot about how they view themselves or how they would like to be viewed.
1: Mm.
0: But Dennis isn't really in on it. And I like how this season, Dennis's just mentalness just escalates throughout the season. Mm his level of arrogance or self-importance grows to the point where in this episode he refers to himself as God. And you think that Dennis genuinely believes yeah, yeah. that he controls everything. Yeah. So I thought this was a really strong episode and even though they make the joke about it, the way it just sort of ends was a little unsatisfying, but still a funny episode. I can't
1: even remember how it ends.
0: Dennis goes, sometimes things just end. I was going to say...
1: I feel like the online role-playing game that they were doing didn't really ring true to me, (laughs) but I've never played a game like that, so it's not how I would imagine a game
0: like that would work. Well, it seemed more of like a Facebook one or an iPhone one as opposed to like a World of Warcraft type one. Mm. But it seemed like people were so into it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It it did have a really good line, actually, with uh, Frank. When he gets told, it's like, it's not real, and he's like... How do you know what's real? We could just be a turtle's dream floating in space.
1: (laughs) So, uh, I I didn't love that episode. (laughs) Then we had the gang dines out.
0: Or the gang does Seinfeld. Yeah. This was a very Seinfeld-esque episode. Yes. It's entirely set in a restaurant, and it's just completely dialogue between the different characters sitting at each of their own tables. Yes, so...
1: Uh, you've got Dennis and Mac are out for their monthly dinner.
0: They have a <laughs> I did not know dinner. that. Had I did not a monthly dinner, day. yeah. Um, Mac was very funny in his polo <laughs> shirt with a tie. Yes. He slicked his hair, yeah. he wore two colognes.
1: They've gone to a classy restaurant. the yeah. classiest restaurant in town. <laughs> you had Charlie and Frank for their anniversary. <laughs> there was a three year anniversary of sleeping together did they say <laughs> or like sleeping in the same bed or sleeping buddies or something <laughs> it was pretty much living together three years of living together and then you had D on her own because you know, she had a coupon she had a coupon <laughs> um, I, would, I wouldn't think a restaurant this classy gave out coupons well I think um, Dennis complains about that later <laughs> when he's like could I have a better table please isn't right at the kitchen door and they like oh sorry everyone's here because it's the last night of the groupon He's like, why am I eating with all these coupon people? I've come to the classiest restaurant in town with this filth. So, uh, and then they sort of all see each other, but they don't say hi. And it's all who's going to pay tribute to who? Who's going to go up to the other table? And then they all try to, like, mess with each other. So one table, like, Dennis sends one glass of wine for Charlie and Frank. So does so, they don't both have one, and then they send, like, I don't know, an expensive bottle, which he turns back, and then they buy everyone other than that table a drink in the bar <laughs> and do a toast to, like, a war hero. It's like, why
0: aren't you doing the toast? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... I thought this episode worked fairly well. Yeah, I thought this was a funny episode, but again, without a really punchy ending. Mm hmm. I think in previous seasons, It's Always Sunny has had some sort of your Enthusiasm-type endings to their episodes, where it really did the episode justice, where everything came together for a really funny conclusion to the episode. Mm. And I think this season, a lot of funny premises for episodes, a lot of good lines, but they lack that kind of punchy ending.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm. And uh, also, funny to see Dee, she just does not want to eat on her own. There's <laughs> all the things she tries to do to stall time and... Yeah. Okay, and then we have um, the season final, Reynolds vs. Reynolds, The Serial Defense, spelt with a C. This is a great title for an episode. Yeah. I was very interested to see what The Serial Defense would be.
0: We have Dennis driving along, eating cereal at the same time, hmm. and then Frank runs up the back of him. And they end up having an in-bar court case mm-hmm. in order to decide who is at fault for the car crash. Yeah, it's interesting because
1: uh, you would think the person driving into the back of someone is always at fault. <laughs> but the only damage sustained to the car was caused by the spilt cereal. <laughs> so I guess the cereal defense is, uh, well, you had cereal... It's not reasonable that you should be eating cereal while driving, and therefore it's your fault that that cereal caused damage in the car. I thought this was
0: a pretty good uh, case. I could see both sides of this. (laughs) I think this is a great setup for and It's Always Sunny episode because often the gang goes against each other and they argue for this and that. Maybe in a game, or maybe it's just part of a scheme. But now they have an actual forum, a court case, in which to compete and argue against each other. And we have Charlie, who loves lawyering, specialises yeah. in bird law, representing Frank... Yeah. ...against Dennis and Dee, uh, yeah. with Mac being on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have an opinion over who was right? I think I would side with Dennis. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think... Yeah... Because the fact that it's cereal is weird, but is it really any different to just him having a drink? Like, are you like he he'd come to a stop? Like, if you would come to a stop and then you pulled out a drink to have a drink while at a stop, and someone hit you and then you spilt that, you would say it's their fault, right? I I guess the thing is a drink,
1: right? A, a drink bottle uh, has a very small hole through which the drink can spill out of, right? A <laughs> nozzle, uh, I guess, literally a bottleneck. Um, and a cereal bowl is so open, the spillage is going to be much larger and greater <laughs> than a bottle. But I'm no big fancy lawyer. But um, you yeah, know, I, I think you driving in the back of someone, you really assume the, the, whatever damage was caused. So, um, I thought I it was good, I thought it was well argued, I thought Charlie was good with his, um, Donkey Brains donkey defence. I think Mac was great with his charts. I love the charts he spent three hours making. I thought it was great how it turned
0: into an evolution debate. <laughs> it was just uh very entertaining. I liked how Dee wanted justice for someone's car being ruined. Mm. And everyone's like, why? She's like, Are you serious? Every car I've had you guys have destroyed. I'm like, is that is she just making that And I do not remember that. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares about Sweet D. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was a pretty solid way to end the season. No, very good. So what was your best episode of the season? I think this season had a few good episodes. If I were to pick one favourite, I think I'd say The Gang Gets Analyzed.
1: Okay. I would say Reynolds versus Reynolds, the serial defence. <laughs> oh, that was a perfect combination of funny... And a good story well set up. So that's all the episodes
0: from the season. Is it time to give a screen verdict? Why not? Let's do it. I really like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was really excited for another season. Hate having to wait all that time. Only got 10 episodes. A uh, bit of a short season, but it's always good to get some It's Always Sunny content. I thought this season had a lot of great ideas, and I think for the most part, they worked. Pretty well, they were funny episodes, but a couple of them relied on things we've seen a few times before from the show, and I think some of them didn't end with that great punchy ending that we've seen from It's Always Sunny. So I wouldn't say it was the strongest season, but I think for the most part it did well what It's Always Sunny does well, and I was really entertained by the season. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Very
1: solid. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 8. I enjoyed watching. I'm I thinking about this now. Is this a, just a problem that I have where I always remember previous seasons this show being better than the current one? Like, are they... Is my? Uh, do I just have nostalgia for old It's Always Sunny as opposed to it, like, being worse?
0: I have watched through the whole series multiple times. So I've seen the older episodes fairly recently, and I'd say... Probably particularly Seasons 3 and 4 are a little bit better. But I think when a show isn't quite at its peak, people have the tendency to go, oh, it's no good because it's not as good as it used to be. Whereas I think It's Always Sunny is only half a notch behind. I think, you know, some of those seasons I might give a, a 9, whereas I gave this an 8. So I, I think you're right, but it's still solid in my opinion.
1: Yeah, like... Because I think while watching this season, I was thinking, I'm enjoying it. It's funny. It's still a great comedy and, and good characters and well done and everything. But I'm not loving it as much as I used to. Like And I think even maybe last year, like I preferred it a bit more. The season, I think this season was a little bit more less satisfying. Some good set pieces and good jokes and good interactions. But I wasn't finding it as a season gelled amazingly. Um, although it'd be interesting to hear our review from last year and see if I said exactly the same thing <laughs> last year, sort of. But um, yeah, I think it could have been stronger. There were some really good episodes. I'll give it a seven
0: out of ten. Well, there you go. That's our screen verdict. Now onto housekeeping. Housekeeping. Well, I don't have anything for housekeeping, Matt. Do you have an announcement? Well, yes. Um, you may have heard on the last podcast that
1: um, I'm due to go into the hospital. Tomorrow, it's were you going to do a Charlie? Then say you had cancer. No, (laughs) I was thinking. uh I was thinking of how to explain the. uh, We tried to explain this before. Podcasting has an interesting time continuum. So, like (laughs) the last podcast, I was going in tomorrow, but because I'm going into surgery tomorrow, we've recorded two today. I know that's not too inside baseball for Pete. I hope that doesn't break the magic of the podcast. (laughs) So I'm going in, I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed. So a fairly, in terms of death, low-risk
0: surgery. I think the surgeon would have to seriously butcher something. (laughs) Yes. I feel like maybe an allergic reaction to the anaesthetic is is your best bet on Matt dying. Yeah. For those rooting for (laughs) that at home, for those playing at home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So me dying is low-risk, so that's a good thing for, for some. Uh, for me, in particular, um, I guess the bad news is since it is wisdom teeth, it is like I guess a slightly higher risk of mouth damage than. Uh, and for a podcast, you use your mouth to is pretty key. So it'll be interesting to see how long before my like jaw recovers and the swelling dies down and I can talk. Are they going
0: to be giving you cotton balls to put in your mouth? I don't know maybe next podcast you can do entirely in your Marlon Brando Godfather impersonation.
1: Forget about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't think Marlon Brando says that in the Godfather. A gangster says that in a movie, though. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to this operation. I've had not wisdom teeth out, but my back molars out. And I actually had to have that done over the course of two days. Whoa. Because there was... Meant to give me local anesthetic and just pull it out. But they, my teeth were, I don't know, too well embedded into my gums. It was very painful and they could only get one of them out. Oh, so no. they had to schedule me in for surgery uh, to get the second one.
1: Okay. mine are, I've had a 3D scan of my face for this. And um, mine are pretty deep down too, which is why they've just booked me in for the surgery uh, tomorrow. They're pretty impacted. So is they're actually quite near some nerves on my jaw. So he said I could lose feeling in my jaw. Well, permanently? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Like, I think they've got to throw these things at you. Like, these are this is what could happen. He said it was high risk. I tried to, like, high risk. Are you saying a high risk? It's, like, likely this is odds on this is happening. <laughs> or high risk is in... Well, stakes are high. <laughs> no, I like for most people it's like point 0.1%, but for you it's 05 percent. So like comparatively to everyone else it's high. He seemed to tell me the
0: surgeon that it's comparatively high. It's not objectively high. The last time you had a scan it proved that you didn't have a vampire baby inside yeah. you. Did this show that you didn't have vampire teeth? So we have confirmation. I think so. Full body confirmation from these scans that Matt is not in any way a vampire. One day we'll post these uh, ultrasounds. Yeah, that's what people want to, want to see and, ins- yeah, inside. If you thought telling them that we recorded two podcasts on the one day might be too much inside knowledge, yeah. seeing <laughs> inside Matt Noble <laughs> will definitely be what the uh, fans want to see. Facial scans, ultrasounds, and
1: everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully that goes okay. Hopefully we can be podcasting again. Could have a funny voice
0: in the next podcast, who knows? Well, I recovered quickly from having my teeth out. I think wisdom teeth might be a little bit more seriously, but hopefully it's not a problem and you recover well, and uh, I'm sure everyone is hoping you're back for another podcast soon enough. We'll be there. We'll be there. Don't worry. So keep your fingers crossed for Matt. Send me your good wishes, or maybe wishes for death, <laughs> if that's the way you're rooting, uh, on the Facebook fan page. And it's competition. The prize can be one of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, people went nuts for a Pixar Blu-ray. What will <laughs> they do if one of Matt's wisdom teeth? <laughs> All right, guys. We well, hope you enjoyed the podcast, and yep. we might see you next week. Yeah. Bye.